0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's the time to get to step in the ring with the greatest tag team in podcast history,
1: Just freaking Wrestling,
0: the JFW Podcast, hosted by Travis Day. I'm Dizzle J. And uh, this week's show, we're going to talk about the, uh, I guess, the two most recent shows that uh, we were able to, re- well, not we were able to go to, but we were able to go to one and you were able to go to the other. Right. Uh, we're going to talk about Powerhouse Wrestling uh, we went to um, last week, and we're going to talk about uh, the SCW Hollow Mania you you uh, went to yesterday.
1: That sounds good to me. Excellent. Um, how you, how you doing, Jay? Ah, not too bad, man. Work, 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 and obviously lots of wrestling nowadays. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I,
0: October seems like uh, probably like the most active month uh, for wrestling so far. I mean, if you look at um, Indies and Undies combined.
1: Well, I, I think it's because you, the w, like wrestling just is like Halloween all year long, really. Yeah. I mean, if you think about, it, you got these amazing characters and these awesome costumes. And then it comes the Halloween and everybody wants to dress up. Everybody wants to go have fun as a family. Indie shows especially are relatively cheap. Almost cheaper than going to the movies nowadays. Mm-hmm.
0: I, like so, nice. yeah. I like that analogy. Nice.
1: I like that. Sometimes I, you know, I may fuck up, but... <laughs> say some things I got shit. some things, man. <laughs>
0: um, well, let's dive into Powerhouse uh, since that was the first show we saw this month. Uh, we can go over the results of that and everything. But overall, your experience... Um, your experience from this last show. I mean, I mean, how did you feel with last? show? Do you think it lived up to the previous show? Do you, I mean?
1: We talking powerhouse? Powerhouse.
0: Yeah, we're talking about powerhouse right now. We're we'll get, we'll right. get to SCW a little bit later because with SCW, I mean, a lot of it's going to be like it's coming like directly from your point of view because obviously I wasn't there. Right. Um, you did uh snap me uh you know you kept me updated for a couple of things and everything. So I kind of got an idea was going on, obviously from the match card. I'm going to have a lot of questions for you too.
1: Oh, that that's fine. I got I I, I wrote notes. Perfect.
0: <laughs> So, but yeah, uh, focusing on powerhouse right now and everything. Um,
1: I think I think powerhouse has just been the first show. Really, you know, we we got to know everybody that was mm-hmm. there, and then coming to this show, now we're invested into it. So, I, I, to me, it's it's gotten better. Oh yeah, I think the last yeah. show was great, and this show mm-hmm. was even better.
0: Yeah, and I, and I and I agree with you, and I feel the same way. It's like. It's like I mean going into a new show and you know, nothing against them in any way, like you always take you have to wonder like what kind of show is gonna be put out. Right. You know, what what um you know what, what kind of company it's gonna be, uh what kind of matches and everything. And you know, when when you go into that first show you're really, you know you're excited and you're kinda of nervous on like what's gonna happen and the first show we went to it, it it I mean completely blew my mind about the talent they had there.
1: I you know, and like I'm not one to get nervous. Mm-hmm. Okay, that. This is not in my character, but going to those shows, it was like because we were doing something totally different. You know, we're not just sitting here just talking about it; we're actually experiencing it and calling it almost play by play. The you know the first one we were we didn't do so well. The second one got a lot better for us to play by play, which yeah. they'll hear here later on today or yeah. tomorrow, whenever, yeah, whenever and, we get posted.
0: And and the thing is, like, so when you look at when you, when you look at the first commentating uh, episode we did. And you see, though you you not see, but you hear those uh, moments of too much silence and everything. It right. should, it, yeah, it's bad for podcasting, but it kind of gives you an idea about how much we were like, you know, into what was going on.
1: Oh, that, that I said that on the show yeah. too. I was like, I, I'm sorry, I keep getting caught up in what's going on yeah, in the I ring. Mean, that
0: exactly, and there's there's just, I mean, like there's so much action that that uh, that these wrestlers had in their matches. It it almost kind of like. I almost forgot that we were even podcasting during it because I mean, like I was so drawn into what these performers were
1: doing. No, I totally forgot we were podcasting. Yeah, because I was so invested. I was, I guess, the term would be marking out, mm-hmm. or maybe fanboying out from from my <laughs> from my aspect. But you know, it was it was a great time. Uh, even you know, even the guys who were maybe not so just nice guys who wanted to talk to us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Some of them
1: walked away from us. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, it, it was a great it was a great opportunity to not only talk, you know, with the faces of the uh, company, but also the heels and right. everything. Because, I mean, regardless if you're a good guy or a bad guy, I mean, like, you want your voice to be heard and out there. And it was awesome that they took the opportunity to do that with us. Um, this show, uh, maybe a little bit of our fault, we didn't get there early enough to kind of sit down with more wrestlers. We were able to have uh, two interviews. Right. Uh, at this show, and they're actually both interviews were for the uh, wrestlers in the first match, which was Max Morrison and Jack Verville.
1: And well, Verville is the one that really stands out to us, even though he lost his first round mm-hmm. comp- in competition, but
0: well, so, back did, so did Max Morrison. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I mean, this was an opening match. These guys were both in the tournament, they both lost the, um, you know, their spots last month. But before we dive into, um, I guess the match itself. Um, I guess we, you know, we really want. I want. I want them to hear these interviews that we had. Oh right? yeah, definitely. Yeah. So uh, let's, uh, let's take a listen to the interviews. All right. So we're sitting here with Max Morrison. Thank you so much for sitting with us. I appreciate it. Um, so we're here at Powerhouse, and you do have a match tonight. Um, you're facing uh, Jack Burville Uh, real quick though, uh, for the uh, listeners that we have, they may not know who you are. Can so you want to give it like a little background of who Max Morrison is?
2: Absolutely. You know, I'm from up in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I originally started wrestling about 17 years ago. And I've made a quite an evolution from where I started to where I am now. Where I started, they called me the Game Boy. Then it was the Game Boy Max Morrison, you know, incorporating a little bit more of my real life into that. And now it's just Max Morrison. But, um, you know, I spend a lot of time uh, as part of a group up in Michigan. It's called Project Max. I lead the group, you know. We we set my goals, and uh, the rest of the group carries them out with me, and uh, you know brings me to where I am and now. At powerhouse. I'm trying to set my goal as to be the powerhouse champion. Um, and, and so far it hasn't worked out well for me, but I plan to turn that around.
0: Yeah, because um, I, I did. Yeah, because last month you you were in the tournament. Um, you, you didn't come up on top. You did take the loss last month. Um, so is that a setback for you? I mean, is that something you may dwell on going into this match where you may not be super focused on? I mean, like, how did that loss last month, like, did it
2: affect you in some way that... Not at all. If you if you watched the match, I was in control a majority of the time. And being at the hype, Jimmy Shawlin is so much larger than I am, size-wise. Uh, a lot of people were surprised at how well I maintained control. And that's part of my genius. I, I'm a little bit of a mastermind when it comes to my wrestling in the ring. I can't outforce somebody... I'm not the fastest. I'm not the strongest, but you damn well better believe I'm the smartest. And I'm gonna find a way, right, to beat a guy. Unfortunately, Jimmy Shelton surprised me with a chokeslam last month. He came out of nowhere. I didn't expect it, but I sure as hell felt it.
0: Well, your opponent tonight is obviously like a complete 180 from your opponent last month. I mean. I mean, you you faced, you know, a powerhouse last month. You faced a guy who's who's, a little bit smaller, you know, probably a little bit faster and everything. Like, how do you, like, adapt, you know, between those two different uh, opponents?
2: See, the good thing about tonight is Jack Reville is also from Michigan. And I've watched Jack Reville for a long time. I know a lot about the way he wrestles. I've studied him. I've seen tapes. I've seen him live. He's very good. So, while I can't divulge the details of my plan tonight, better believe I have a plan. And I plan to show Jack Reville that I'm not one to be left lying for one, two, three.
0: I believe it. Well, good luck in your match tonight. I appreciate you sitting down talking with us. Um, hopefully, you get better results than you did last
2: time. Absolutely. Support the project, buy some merchandise, check out me on Facebook. Looking forward to it tonight. Jack Verville,
0: thank you so much for sitting down and talking with us. I pronounced that right. Jack Verville, yeah, Jack you got Verville. it. A lot of guys do
3: Verville, Verville, no, <laughs> Verville, you got right. it. It's not too fancy, it's just
0: it's the name. Not too uh, French.
3: Like, I do appreciate you seeing with us. Yeah. Uh, real quick, uh, give our listeners a background on who you are. Yeah, well, I'm Jack Verville. I've been wrestling up in the Michigan independent scene down in Indiana, Ohio area for about 10 years, 9, 10 years at this point. Um, I, past six years, I've been training hard, hard jiu-jitsu. I have a purple belt in jujitsu. Do a lot of competitions up that way, so I've got a lot of submission stuff going on in my game. A lot of stuff guys can watch tapes, like Max Morrison always said he's watching tapes of me. Yeah. You got to be in a gym to train for what I do, and you got you got to be training these submission holds. And I just I just don't see that with a lot of guys, and um, that, that's why I've had a lot of success lately. Yeah, Jim. So so what brings you down to powerhouse? Like what I mean, what was about powerhouse that? It's, it's a new talent, new challenge, um, I've wrestled everybody there is to wrestle in Michigan, I'm going to wrestle them all again. Uh, I just want to come see what's out there, see who's out there, who's the up and coming talent, see if any guys want to come to Michigan, try to make some connections out here and just get more work. That's what it's all about. Well, last month you
0: had a match, um, you are in the tournament for the Heavyweight Championship, yep. you faced uh, the old timer Jeff King. Yep. Um, I gotta tell you, like Jeff King is one of those wrestlers in this area that I've seen for years. Um, and when he put the bear hug on you, it was, it was something I've seen many times, but the reversal you did into the choke. You
3: like that, it, did you? It, yeah.
0: it was amazing because I've never seen anyone reverse that bear hug.
3: Well, I, I, I yeah, I've, I've seen Jeff King not only in this area. He's a Michigan guy, too. There's a lot of us coming down here nowadays. And, yeah, that bear hug, that's something, I mean, that's a tough submission. It hurts like hell, but that's something I trained for. I know the guillotine chokes right there. He's got me with both of his arms around my waist, his neck's exposed. I knew he wasn't going to tap to it, though, so I got him in it, choked him out a little bit, then hit him with a uh, big suplex. His feet went through the ceiling, came down, so that was kind of cool. But, no, I expected that. I did not expect a lot of what he threw at me. I didn't expect him to hit so damn hard. Um, he caught me, and uh, here we are today. Got Max Morrison tonight.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah, and it was unfortunate that um, you weren't able to take the victory against him. Uh, I would love to see you uh, move further into the tournament. I'd love to fight fight Jimmy Shaw, I think that'd be a, that'd be a fun match. Yeah. So, so the overall goal here has got to be the heavyweight title, right? You know it. Yeah, Perfect. yeah. I've, I've wasted you know eight, nine, ten years, however long I've been at this. Um, you know, I'm just coming for the gold anywhere I go because I know I can do it. I could walk in somewhere and I could win the belt and nobody would think twice about it. They'd they respect me as champion. Awesome. awesome. I like the confidence.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, well, good luck to you tonight against Max. Um, I, I think you're going to put a definite challenge up for him and you know, I can't wait to see that. Appreciate it. Thank you guys for your time. Like it's described, uh, like we talked about in the interview and everything, um, when when Mike Morrison faced um, the hype last month, mm-hmm. it was kind of... it was. I mean it, there, there were two different wrestlers uh fighting a different like kind of matchup. When you looked at the hype size compared to Max Morrison, it was definitely one side towards Oh that yeah, guy. yeah, yeah, yeah. So on this match you look at Max Morrison, look at Jack Verville, I mean they're the same size.
1: So and I mean, they're roughly the same build. I think Morrison maybe maybe had a little bit more weight on Varvel, Verville. He says everybody says it wrong anyway. They do. They do. Jack? Jack. Has it, has, it more, has a little bit more size on Jack?
0: Yeah, and, and I think I think like when I, like when you went through the entire match and everything, Verbal definitely used like more of um he definitely used more speed as um, in the match where Max I think used more like technical um I want to say a little more grappling.
1: And I, then, I, I believe I believe both of them are pretty technical. I mean, Jack has pretty much had a reversal for everything that's been thrown at him mm-hmm. lately. Even in his loss with uh, the king? Yep. Um, with, you know, reversing the bear hug, and now he reversed that, what do we call it? The modified cobra clutch something? Yeah.
0: I, I call it the ultimate travesty because I created it. But, um, yeah, it was a modified, uh, it was a, it was a uh, camel clutch, but you held on like a cobra clutch instead of like a, a traditional camel right. clutch. Which is, it's a great finisher and no one does it except for me and I guess now Jack Vergo. So I I will never stop saying it's my move. He he took it from me. But yeah, he I mean Yeah, I mean like I mean the the thing that I love more about Jack than anything is that he has he has a a reversal for almost everything. It's hard to kind of fight a
1: guy like that. Right. It's almost like a Deemolinko esque mm-hmm. man of a thousand moves type of yeah.
0: deal. Oh absolutely. And the the way this match ended with that, I mean that finisher that Jack pulled off uh, that,
1: that we had never seen before.
0: No, Devastating.
1: I mean it. That I would not want to be hit by it. It looked like it hurt like hell. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm glad it was Max's face and not <laughs> Dizzle's face.
0: Well, see, and that's a weird thing too is like when you when you see So when you when when there's when the listeners are listening to our show and hear not commentating and everything. You could hear the impact of that mat. And it's not oh, like yeah. we're right up next to it.
1: Oh, we're in the back. Yeah, we're.
0: In, I mean, like, we're far back. You we're know? back like, by the bar. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, like, the impact that these wrestlers having these matches, I mean, they're intense. I mean, even the chops and thing, you could pre- you could hear most of them pretty clear.
1: Oh, you could feel them yeah. from where we were in some of those chops.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, Jack Vervo, he did take the win in this one, which kind of gave him a little redemption for last month. Right. It doesn't get him back into the tournament. But I think it definitely puts him on the top of the list of a potential future like title opportunity. You know, obviously after the tournament's over and they do crown new champion.
1: Right. I mean you gotta you gotta make plays to make moves and in mm-hmm. order to get to where you need to be, you have to win. Exactly. And is Max Morrison one of the guys that was on top? We we don't know. This is only our second show, but the crowd seemed to know who he was. Yeah. So he's been around.
0: Um, another fan favorite to uh, followed that match was Jimmy Jack Daniels taking on Brian Evans.
1: Uh, Jimmy Jack and his uh, pre pre match ritual once again.
0: Yep, yep, and and that was a weird thing. Like I don't know what Brian Evans' uh, mindset was when you know you know Jimmy Jack Daniels. You know he 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 makes his entrance, but instead of going straight to the ring, he heads straight to the bar,
1: and he grabs his bottle of his favorite spirit.
0: Yep, and. And Brian, and Brian's first thought is, "I'm going to walk up to this guy, and I'm going to hit him in the stomach as he's drinking this booze,"
1: which caused Jimmy Jack to spray all that booze right into his face. Yeah,
0: and I got to say, I mean, when you look at when you look at Jimmy and everything, he seems like he seems like kind of a happier guy, kind of like you know easy guy. But I saw a bit of rage when he spilled a little of his booze. Party foul, bro. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, like, I mean, I. Oh my god! Like I mean, I was a little worried at first because I mean, like there was—I mean, there was an expression that came across his face. Like I mean, like I got chills from it.
1: Like he had that. Uh, I'm gonna kill you because you just made me yeah. waste my favorite drink ever. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if we can name the drink, but it's in his name.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't mean. Do, do you feel that Jack Daniels would sue us? Who, like, who knows? Why just, say? Well, just said it, so knows? It. But yeah, I mean, It'd
1: be too sweet, wouldn't it? <laughs>
0: But Jimmy Jack Daniels, um, he, he took the win and everything. It was a great match. Um, I mean he's he's a he's a big dude. Uh,
1: Brian Evans was no sp- like he was a big dude too. They were pretty much Jimmy Jack is just this big country boy, pretty yeah. much.
0: Oh, All yeah. right, it's it's weird because like whenever I see whenever I see like Jimmy Jack Daniels, like I instantly think of like Haystack Calhoun. Mm-hmm. You know, and obviously not as big because I think Haystack was like somewhere like near like the seven hundred pound mark.
1: Yeah, I don't think Jimmy yeah. Jack Daniels is definitely in
0: that far, you know. Definitely. But I mean, like I mean it's I mean it's the overalls and everything and you know, it's just like I mean the way that um he has the ability to like you know, keep the crowd involved, but at the same time like get his business, you know,
1: done in the ring. Oh well, definitely. I mean, while probably half drunk. Oh When he drank half the bottle by half the match.
0: Yeah. And I am going to assume and like maybe it's wrong for me to assume this, but that can't be his only bottle of the night. I mean I doubt that dude's waiting until his match to grab that bottle. It's gotta be like, hey, I finished this off, let me grab another one, I'll grab it before my next match.
1: Maybe he's like a drunken master. Yeah.
0: And I don't, I don't know if like you know, I don't know if I should mention this or not, a little behind the scenes, but when the show was over and we got a chance to talk to him, I mean he was still sucking on that yeah, fucking bottle. That thing was almost empty. I don't
1: think that thing was uh Left this side after the no. match.
0: No, but, I mean, it was a great match. I mean, I, I like Jack Daniels. I, I think uh, I think a match I want to see in the future would be the Hype versus Jack Daniels.
1: Oh, that'd be cool. I think that'd be a great match. That'd be like Battle of the Super Heavyweights. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I, I mean, you know. Talk
1: about Super Heavyweights for sure.
0: Tim, if you listen to this, future match right there. Hype versus Jack Daniels. Uh, following uh, Jimmy and Brian, we had... Um, Matt Harmon versus uh Cougar hunter Austin Fouts.
1: Which was the first time we've seen Austin.
0: It's the first time we've seen him. And uh he had the um it was weird when he first came out because he kept yelling, like, where's my monster? I had no idea what he was talking about. Yeah, nobody
1: had an idea what he was talking about. No, yeah, I
0: mean I was like I'm seeing like I mean at first I thought maybe it was talking about Super Destroyer because I mean like when you think about monsters, there's no monster scared than Super Destroyer. So I was kind of figure out like I'm like, is there like this alliance that we're not knowing about or anything?
1: And you know, I kind of thought that at first, and then the monster appeared. Yeah, and it definitely was not the super destroyer.
0: It was not, it was not super destroyer one bit. Um, it it was it was a, it was a big dude though.
1: That's a big dude.
0: A big, I mean, like from from our distance, I mean, that was still a big dude.
1: I think he's standing pretty close to that top rope, just standing on the ground.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he yeah, he was a, he was a big dude. And what's weird is like, I mean, like and. He, he kind of, like, had a, oh, shit, what's that, what's that, Fraser, that, I can't think of it, but, like, remember, like, when China debuted with uh, Triple H, and, like, she really didn't do much, she kind of just went out to the ring and stood there?
1: Yeah. This just, is pretty much what he did. Just his presence. Was. Yeah,
0: yeah, like, his demeanor, I'm trying to, like, his body, I don't want to say body language, but something like that, it's like, I mean, he was just there, and he was just watching, you know, like, he wasn't giving any attention to the crowd. You know, he really didn't get involved too much. He did a little bit. He did a little
1: bit, and it, it didn't help in the long run, really.
0: No, no. Harmon did take the victory. Now, Harmon's one of my favorites at Powerhouse.
1: And We saw him last month, the month before, and he was, I think he, did he win last month? He won, He yeah, he beat Oliver Kane. He won last month. So
0: he's advancing in the tournament.
1: I, I think he is one of the favorites.
0: I yeah. mean, there's so many other, like, competitors in this tournament that, I mean, any one of them could be a champion.
1: It's hard. It's hard because we have said this about a couple different people because it's just like you see these guys perform,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and like holy shit, who's going to beat them?
0: Oh yeah. Well, when you look at it, so you got you got Matt Harmon, you got Bear Saint Pierre, you got Jeff King, you got uh, Jimmy Shaw and the hype. I mean, these are guys we know that are in the tournament, right? And they had other qualifying matches uh, this evening as well. Um, but Matt, Har- I mean, yeah, Matt Harmon is definitely, I think, out of out of the four. And I don't like I said like. As we mentioned, we don't know too much about the hype. Right. We were able to talk, you know, to Bear Saint Pierre and the old timer. I mean, veterans in this industry. I don't know how long Matt Harmon's been in it. I'm assuming. I'm going to assume he has been in it as long as those guys. I think he might be one of those younger guys, like one of those younger faces who could make an impact in the business.
1: Oh, definitely. So
0: I mean, like when it comes to when it comes to rookie, I can see him in Matt Harmon. When it comes to veteran stance. I mean, Jeff King, Bear St. Pierre's there, and honestly, no disrespect to anyone else. Everyone's like, kind of right in the middle there, you know, trying to find their veteran status, but at the same time, still trying to learn the business.
1: I think Matt Harmon's got that, you know, the maybe the rookie, I don't, I don't want to say rookie, the younger yeah. wrestler, but with veteran instincts. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? You know what I mean? He, Absolutely, yeah. he He was just able to counter, able to take on basically two men once the monster got involved. Mm-hmm. And still pull off a victory.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he he has he has the ability to be a
1: champion. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has
0: the look to be a champion. Um, I don't hear him talk much, so I'm not too sure about the charisma or you know, like you know, if he has that to him. But he really doesn't need it if he has the ability to be a champion.
1: You know, I, I mean, the the charisma and stuff. The there were champions that didn't uh, never had it. I mean, you can argue that uh, once again, Dean Linko... Was that very charismatic? Was okay, you know. he Didn't talk a whole lot.
0: Yeah, but he only held
1: like one title ever. But he was also one of the most feared men in the ring.
0: Yeah, but I mean, championship champion
1: wise, we're like well, at... Chris Benoit wasn't that char- charismatic.
0: Yeah, he was.
3: <laughs>
1: he was scary. More than toothless,
0: aggression.
1: That, that, that's... toothless aggression. toothless <laughs> that, aggression. That's that's more like imposing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't like. I mean, I can't really think of too many champions that didn't have any charisma to them or anything. I mean, like if you want to look like back in like the early '90s when the Undertaker originally appeared, he really didn't do a lot of talking himself. That's true. I mean, Paul Paul Bear was there to do it for him. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. When you don't need, let's say, so, you don't really need the charisma if you have the ability to back yourself up in, you know, the ring being a champion. Right? Yeah. Um. So, after Matt Harmon took the victory over the Cougar Hunter, which I think we're still trying to figure out exactly what kind of Cougar Hunter he
1: was. I think we figured out what kind of Cougar Hunter he
0: was. Did we figure that
1: out? He had uh, the pink and leopard skin. Yeah. He, he was probably going after, you know, widows and the yes. recently divorces. God, probably. Um, so, the next
0: match was the first of four uh, qualifying matches. Right. So we had Sam Knight taking on uh Nick Melvin.
1: And I believe Sam Knight was either new to Powerhouse. I don't remember. One of the guys is new to Powerhouse. And I think wasn't Nick the homegrown boy.
0: Nick, yeah, Nick Melvin was uh the Pioneer born uh wrestler. Sam Knight, I wanna say he was new. Um to he was new to the company. Like I said, I mean like we like we we really don't know because this is only our second show in right. Powerhouse. So, I mean, there's a lot of history that we have missed that, you know, hopefully maybe we can find some archives somewhere and kind of, like, figure that out. But I like Sam Knight because, I mean, like, he just had that kind of personality to him. I mean, he was a hard-hitting dude.
1: Oh, I mean, they both were hard-hitting dudes. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I think Nick had the height advantage, if I remember correctly. Um, Again, we don't know much about the past or the history, so we don't know their background. But it was an exciting match. The crowd was super into it. Mm-hmm. Of course, being on Nick's side, if you're in the hometown, doesn't matter. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, and and him taking the win in his hometown. Oh yeah, I mean that's gotta be almost you know as meaningful as any other match that you possibly
1: have. It could it could have been the biggest match of his career for all we know.
0: Yeah, I mean we could only assume that because you know like I said, I mean
1: he advances closer to that belt.
0: That's right. So you know it's you know who knows maybe, maybe you know down the line you know he comes out, you know he's in that final match you know and could possibly. Win that championship in Pontiac.
1: That'd be awesome because we'll probably be there. (laughs) I hope so. I hope they want us back. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, we just show up anyway. (laughs) We just
0: show up there anyway. Like Uh, Tyler Jones taking on Greg Bannon, the the first uh, part, the first of the Super Beer Brothers tag team uh, in the in this tournament. Yep. So I. It I get I, I don't know how to explain this. I, just, I mean, it was a great match. It was it was a good match.
1: It was everything we we thought, especially from Bannon after seeing him before.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Hard hitting, you know, concentrate on certain areas of the body to just dismantle Tyler Jones. May have been some outside coaching from Rob Adams.
0: I, I well, you're actually thinking of the encouragement he did. I mean, like. I mean, he was really just outside the ring, like just kind of like, you know, cheering him on the whole time.
1: Yeah, cheering him on.
0: Yeah, I mean, a respectful distance from the ring to be able to cheer on, but not to perceive as like he was interfering.
1: Uh-huh.
0: So, I mean, he, I mean, it was a heartfelt match and everything. You know, Rob was there, you know, the entire way through. You know, he was able to enjoy that victory with him. You know, it helps, you know, it helps Greg move forward in this tournament. So, you
1: know,
0: it was. I mean, I, I, I'm excited for them and everything. I mean, like you know, to see to see my best friend uh, move forward, I'm happy with that.
1: Your best friend now, right?
0: Well, yeah. We've always been best friends. <laughs> you know, I mean, like we've been buddies and shit. You know, like we we go way back to last month.
1: <laughs> it's a, all the way back to September. All now. the way
0: back to September. But yeah, BFS. You know, I mean, like who knows? Maybe eventually there'll be you know a new addition to the Super Beard Brothers. Who knows?
1: Well, they gave you your beard a D last time.
0: Yeah, but that's changing. You know, like that's it's, changing. It's, it's, you have to build a friendship, you know, it's like, you know, I mean, you're, you're, they're, they're, you can be one of two people. You can either build a friendship, you know, from the ground up, or you can just be super nice to somebody so they, you know, just make them feel better about themselves. And that's what they did with you. Oh, that's what they did
1: that's with you. That's exactly me. what they did
0: with you, yeah. Like, they, they 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 showed me tough love, and they just, you know, kind coddled, of, just, they coddled you. They coddled me. you, yeah. Oh, they okay. gave you a coloring book and, you know, a piece of pizza and said, hey, you're all great.
1: I like pizza, fucking Collin. Everyone loves pizza. Everyone loves pizza.
0: Uh, but following this match, uh, not only did Greg have the opportunity for the turn, but, but also Rob Adams
1: did as well. Yeah, Rob Adams went ahead and fought. Is it Adam? <laughs> we might have been saying his yeah,
0: name, we got. I, yeah, I think we keep adding letters to people. But uh, Rob right. Adams, uh, he faced Brendan Conway.
1: Very metal Brendan Conway.
0: Very metal. Which, uh, as you mentioned uh, in the show, um, it was kind of a... Um, Kind of like a, a way to get some retribution on losing the tag match from last month. Because if I remember correctly, when we were doing the commentating, you you brought up the fact that they lost that title match like a lot, like probably more than needed to be, because you kept constantly reminding people about how they lost the
1: match. Well, and then he lo- turns around and loses the match with Brendan Conway.
0: Well, yeah, but I mean that's because Brendan cheated. What
1: do you I mean Brendan cheated. Brendan
0: did trip him coming into the rope, uh, coming back into the ring. I mean we we all saw it.
1: Because Greg didn't help out in any way?
0: Greg doesn't help out. Greg's out there for moral support and that's it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I wish we did video. Well,
0: we don't need video. We were there. Yeah. No. We, could, we could ask Super Beer Brothers. They'll tell you the same thing.
1: Uh, apparently, we were watching two different shows.
0: Well, I mean, you were probably watching the show. I was too busy doing the podcast. So, so no. no, I mean.
1: Somebody has to carry us. That's true. And you have bigger shoulders than I do. You need
0: Batman. But yeah, uh, Rob Rob did end up uh, taking the loss on it. He's not advancing. Uh, Brendan Conway is. Um, I mean, and just like last month, uh, I mean, he puts on another. I mean, these guys put a phenomenal match. You know, I mean, and it shows. It shows like you know, for Greg, it even shows for Rob. You know, whether you win or lose or whatever it is. I mean, like it, they prove to everyone that they're able to have you know a, a singles match. You know. You know, without you know, they don't need to have a tag partner there at right. the moment. You know, it's so. I mean, they they get a single co- competition. You know, they can tag and everything. So I mean, they're they're showing people that they they don't have to rely on each other.
1: Right. They they can do it with or without their partner.
0: Exactly. So you agreed there was no like funny business whatsoever. No, there
1: was t- totally some funny business.
0: Well, you can't contradict yourself on the
1: show. I'm just saying that they can do it. Don't contradict yourself on the show. I'll do whatever I want. It's our show.
0: That's true. Yeah, touche, touche. Yeah. Oh, shit. So, where are we at now? So, we are on the, actually, the final match of the night, the main event, saw Jack Carpenter take on Mitch Andrews.
1: This wasn't the first time we've seen Jack Carpenter. We saw Jack Carpenter with a different company. I believe it was with Northern Lights.
0: Northern Lights in uh,
1: Godley, Godley? Godley, Illinois. Godley, Illinois.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, when we saw Jack Carpenter, uh, last time we saw Jack Carpenter, he was taking on the then Northern Light heavyweight champion, uh, the Siemens.
1: I I believe Jack may be the champion of the at Northern Lights now. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, I haven't
1: I, really kept up with Northern Lights.
0: Well, it's, I mean, it's it's hard to keep up with a company that doesn't get back to you. So that's very true. That's true. I'll, I'll say it. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I mean, from from you know, I was excited when I, we saw Jack be in there. Because I mean, he did put on a good match. I mean, oh man! Besides being kind of dickish to us, he did put on a good match.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, he's the every man's hero or something like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, self-proclaimed, I guess. So, but,
1: self-proclaimed.
0: Yeah, but I mean, he. I mean, he, I mean, he has, he has, he has the ability to back up what he says, and I will give him that. Definitely,
1: definitely, yeah,
0: and. You know, I mean, whether, you know, he you know, whether he was being dickish to us because, you know, he thinks he's better than us or because he was just really busy and maybe we we're bothering him. Either way, I could look past that because his ring ability, you know, speaks for itself. He's a he's a tremendous talent, but I mean Mitch Andrews, you know, he you know, there's nothing to take away from him because no. he put on a great match too.
1: Yeah, I mean this one was went back and forth, back and mm-hmm. forth, if I remember correctly. And it came down to Jack just capitalizing on Mitch's mistake. Yep.
0: Yeah. So I mean, you know, I mean, yes. I mean, I was I was happy to see Mitch. That was the first time we saw him. Right. Um, I hope to see more of him. It's just like I mean, he he was I it was it was goofy because like a lot of times he wanted to go high flying, but unfortunately with that low roof, right. he couldn't really do a whole lot of it. But you know, he he did his best to you know get up there and do it.
1: You know, he didn't like let it. Um, just throw off his whole game, though.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Once he realized it, he adjusted seconds and adjusts on the fly. and Just an amazing match all around.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, so, I mean, it it was great. Unfortunately, you know, he came up short. Uh, Carpenter did take the win. And these four guys, you know, Jack Carpenter, Greg Bannon, uh, Nick Melvin, and Brennan Conway, these four guys joined the additional four guys that won last month, and these are the eight that make out the next round.
1: It's going to be interesting.
0: It's, it's going to be incredible. I'm excited to see what these matchups are going to be. Who's going to be taking on who? Because as we as we mentioned last month, the hype did have a lot of harsh words towards Jeff King.
1: That's very true.
0: So I'm, I'm wondering if these guys are going to meet each other in this tournament.
1: I mean, I don't I don't want to be Tim because these are hard decisions to make. Who do you put against who, and who do you? I mean,
0: mm-hmm. what
1: makes the best matchup for round two?
0: If I, if I if I would if I could pick a match or book a match I would love to see Greg take on Brendan again because I mean it's I mean this is becoming like you know like almost a rivalry kind of situation right I mean so I mean Brendan Conway you know he helped retain a title against the superbeard brothers. he took Rob out of this tournament I think that if I think that if Greg had the opportunity to take Brendan on one-on-one, I think there'd be a lot of rage and kind of like pent up frustration that he would take onto to this match.
1: So, do you think after this match that he had with Rob, Brennan, um, and Greg was there, do you think maybe next time Brennan does fight Greg, he's going to ask the Super Destroyer to be in his corner?
0: I'm surprised he didn't ask him this time.
1: I mean, Brennan was a singles competitor beforehand, from what we had gathered.
0: Yeah, but I mean, it, the thing is, like, I mean, it's not that he was just a tag team partner to Super Destroyer for a tag team match. He's one half of the tag team champions. And regardless if you're a singles competitor or not, you should always have your tag team partners back if you know that somebody else is going to be outside. I mean, granted, it was just Greg who, you know, is just a guy who out there rooting for his uh, partner. And that's that's all he did. It was just, you know, I mean, he might as well just sat in the front row because he literally all he did was just root Rob on the entire time without interfering in anything whatsoever.
1: Again, we have a different opinion in that matter, but.
0: The only time Greg got involved in that match is when he got onto the rope and was concerned for the competitors. because you
1: mean distracting?
0: Not distracting whatsoever, no. No, because remember, like, Brendan had Rob up on his shoulders. And I think Brendan looked a little, like, you know, woozy for a moment. And Greg just wanted to check on Brendan, not even his own partner. But the opponent of his partner wanted to make sure he was okay. And what does Brendan do? Bump his uh bump Rob right into Greg and knock him off the raw. Uh, well, see, I,
1: I kind of saw it as uh Greg trying to rescue Rob, and then Brendan using
0: no Rob no, no. to. So I think what I think what we're both agreeing to was maybe it was an accident by Greg for accidentally hitting or a mistake by Brendan who accidentally hit and knocked Greg off because we can agree that Greg was checking on Brendan for his own safety. That's all it was. The last thing you know, Greg would want is for Brendan to accidentally drop Rob. It's a little woozy. I'm just saying it's just wrestlers looking out for themselves.
1: Yeah, I'm sure that's what it is.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean yeah. I think that's exactly what it was.
1: So anyway, we believe that their next show is November eighteenth.
0: That's the plan. I mean that's that's uh that's what we're looking for. And obviously we'll keep everyone updated, you know, when the next uh show comes out and keep them updated. I don't know where you look at me, man. I mean, it's just
1: we get it. Once we start doing a video podcast and these people can see your bullshit, I think then they're, they're going to know I'm right.
0: Yeah, but you know that's not going to be true, because they're going to look at you like, Jay, wrong, man.
1: No. Yeah, well. Travis, he's a turd. That's what it is.
0: <laughs> oh, shit. Um, but yeah, uh, guys, make sure you stay focused on our Facebook for the upcoming Powerhouse show uh, coming in November. Yeah. Uh, Yesterday we had uh, SCW Halloweenia, which I ended up missing because I, I had to do work. But luckily, you were able to kind of uh, go there. So this is your opportunity to kind of just uh, take the floor and. Um, oh, I
1: get to take the floor.
0: Yeah, this is all you know.
1: See, I, I could see you don't know what happened in this show. I can just make up random bullshit. yeah. Like, you, I got notes here in front of me, and you can read them.
0: So, so now you could uh, you could feel what it's like to be Batman now, and I'll just <laughs> I'll just robbing myself over here. <coughs> So far, so good. Yeah,
1: great. Right? Yeah. So anyway, yeah, last night we went to the show. started at 8 o'clock. Didn't end until 11. Three-hour show. A little bit of an intermission in the middle. They had a Halloween costume contest for all ages. They brought them all up with the kids going around. Actually, the guy I was with, our big red machine, the Fitz, dressed up as Jim the Anvil Nightheart, and get, placed top three. So that was awesome. But... To begin the night, we had the Reign of Thunder, which is new to SCW, versus the Patriots of Hope, which we both know as X and Paradox. This was just, I mean, Reign of Thunder looked good, but just could not put the Patriots of Hope down. They came in and just destroyed Reign of Thunder. i hoping to see more out of Reign of Thunder. Hoping to see more out of the Patriots of Hope also, though.
0: What uh, what what kind of um tag team was Rain of Thunder? Were they like a new like were they like like rookies coming in or
1: you know, it was a a younger black gentleman, younger white gentleman. I did not catch their names. Um obviously I, I get distracted when I'm at those places. Hmm. But they look good. Young fit I mean Quick, strong, and I believe that they're gonna be some somebody the tag team division the tag team division S C W is just amazing at the moment. Um, obviously, we didn't make the show last month, so I. they gave us a brief history of what happened last month. We, we both know Marche Rocket is the champion for the time being.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then the Patriots hope won. So that was cool. Uh, next match, we had the Sheik versus the Prophet Xavier Cross. Which we both know Xavier Cross from the wrestling school, and he graduated from there. Uh, Cross actually came out dressed as the junkyard dog, which was pretty. He had the chains. And he was barking, the little—I mean, the little headbutts and everything. He came out, looked amazing. Probably the most aggressive I have seen him so far in the ring, but the sheik just pulled it off. Had a camel clutch submission. Uh,
0: I, mean, like, I I still have a lot of faith in the prophet, but I mean, I'm getting worried that he is yet to have his first victory.
1: Did he not have one? I don't. Was he on the card last? Well, month? yeah.
0: So me, if I could look at the uh, results from last month and everything, obviously we know that uh, Marche Rocket uh, he did win. Right. Uh, Bane X uh, won the Battle Royal that they had there last month. Uh, Lee Payne retained their titles from the family. Uh, they did have the. Uh, 20-minute Iron Man match between the Cobra and uh, Nick Cutler, which actually ended in a draw. Really? Yeah, yeah. so they were, um, When the family uh, asylum, Lunatic and Lumberjack, took on the Plague, the Plague won, but the ref ended up reversing the decision after the Plague kept beating them.
1: I did see the Plague tonight, last night, too.
0: How, how, how were they in person? They
1: are scary. There's three of them. They vary in sizes. So,
0: uh, the Patriots of Hope, they uh, they beat uh, The Sheik and Kalmar uh, Grimco, Which, Kalmar is still my favorite wrestler. Was he? Was he, he at the show? No. No? Darn. Uh, Bulletproof Industries beat Lamar Titan and Chris Miller. Uh, Max Blaylock he faced The Prophet last month. And The Prophet lost that ma- match as well. Um, and then, uh, Malik Matthews took on uh, Jack Shatter, So, I mean, like, I I love seeing uh, the Prophet in the ring. I mean, we've only I think I've only, we've only seen two matches by him, maybe. Right. And um, so we're looking at, like, this is now his fourth time in the ring. And like, I'm sure, like, you know, from the two matches I saw of him, he's doing great. You know, he's still learning, but he's doing great. And he's facing veterans, obviously. I mean, like, all these he, guys. Yeah, he's
1: not facing just your normal guys. Yeah. He's facing these guys that have been in the ring for years. And, I mean, he was close to beating the Sheik. This is the most aggressive I've ever seen Xavier across and probably his best outing that I've, that I've seen.
0: He probably uh, dug down to find his, like, inner junkyard dog.
1: Uh, he may need to do it again because mm-hmm. that, that just seemed to ignite something in him to make him, uh, like I said, he was just more aggressive and it was just awesome. He was flying off the ropes, doing the little dog headbutts and stuff like that she just saw an opportunity yeah, I mean, capitalized and yeah, that was the end of the story
0: from from what from what I know or from what I've seen in wrestling um obviously you know profit has to earn his wins I oh mean, yeah, yeah you yeah. know but what worries me is like when you see young guys like this when they take a loss after a loss sometimes they get discouraged to the point where they'll do anything to take a win and that may be like you know, you know, a low blow, you know, an eye gouge, a roll up, you know, and pulling on the uh, you know the fucking um, trunks and shit. You know, sometimes it happens. I'm hoping it doesn't happen for Xavier Cross like this. I'm hoping he doesn't end up, you know, taking that heel way out and getting his first victory. Because he needs that first victory to be, a like, a, a pure and real victory.
1: I, I mean, time and time again, we have said a win is a win is a win.
0: Any win, yeah, not the first one though. Uh, not the the first one has to be won by your own, you know, your your own, you know, knowledge and you know what you've learned in wrestling. You have to be able to. If you have that first win by a roll up or a low blow or some of like that, I mean, like that that win means nothing.
1: Well, a roll up is not illegal.
0: Or you know, like when they pull on the fucking trunks and ah, shit. Well. You know, I mean that's I mean that's just like taking your first victory by like a countout. I mean that's I mean you I no I, I,
1: well, I, why why I count out? out means you beat your opponent so bad any that they other any a other t- win
0: any other win yes but
1: not your first win Ugh.
0: if your first win isn't by a pinfall or a submission of your so you're, opponent you're,
1: you're telling me I beat the shit out of somebody so bad they can't get back into the ring after a ten count and that shouldn't make me feel good
0: no why put them in the ring and pin them
1: what? Well, no I think I think if you take a ten if you get counted out. That's worse than getting pinned. That's a ten count you couldn't answer instead yeah, of Yeah, that's three a
0: count. horrible loss for your opponent, but that's a shitty win for you. Dude, a win's a win. That's like you might as well just handcuff him to the fucking guardrail.
1: Or duct tape his feet
0: down? Yeah, I mean like I mean, why I mean, what would vote be even a point of hand in the match, it's just gonna be okay with yeah. that's him standing there. <laughs> Unless it's a last man standing match, throw the guy back in the fucking ring. Yeah.
1: If you're not going for a title, you don't need a pinfall or a submission, though. Yeah. Any other
0: match, any other win, yes. Not your first win. Well, let's agree or disagree. Let's just agree you're wrong. No. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen. I want you guys' opinion on this. <laughs> go on Facebook, go on Twitter, and you you be the judge of it. Do you feel that your first win is a win no matter what you do? Or do you feel that your first win has to be by pinfall or submission?
1: Don't they tell you you're fucking wrong.
0: And most likely would. I mean, there's a lot of shady people in the world, and I'm I'm gonna say like I mean, I'm I'm assuming most of our listeners are the uh, hey a win's a win kind of group. But I'm also feeling that there are some people out there who agree with me that you know this guy. I mean, this is this is a product of Southland Championship Wrestling. He came from the SCW school. You know, I mean, like people are behind him 100. percent But I mean, like you can't sit there and say like, oh, I still support him if you know he pulls the tights or you know puts his feet on the rope or does a low bowl or an eye gouge
1: you know and, just, until they cash a check they made off of him then yes they are going to they're, they're going to they're gonna do whatever they can to push the guy yeah and if he wins that's more money in their pocket too It's more more people brought to their it's, school it's
0: not it's not about it's not about money at that point it's about the win That's what I'm that's what I'm trying to talk about it's one win For,
1: but, but you brought up the people who pushed him, and obviously they got, they're making something off of him. No, not the not the people that pushed him, the fans. The people in the crowd. He doesn't need, you don't need the fans to, for anything. Yes, you do. Yeah? You need the fans for everything. Oh, Bulletproof Industries has been around for a minute.
0: Bulletproof Industries feed off
1: hatred of people. Sounds like fun. The fans! So he can feed off the hatred of the people. Yeah, but that's
0: not that's not who the prophet is. You look at this guy; like this guy is not is that he's not one to be hated by by the fans. I'm I mean, not saying
1: he wants to be hated. I'm not saying this is what he's gonna do. I'm just speaking that if it was me, I'd get my victory any way possible. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's opinion. It's all opinion based. Yeah, yeah. I
0: don't know. I, I, I hope eventually he does get his first win. Um, who knows who that's going to be against? But I mean, I mean, yeah, he had, he had he had a lot of competition put in front of him, and you know, like SCW didn't. I mean, they didn't do what they did with like Brock Lesnar or Ryback and everything, where they gave him like chum and you know to feed off of to get the victories. I mean, like they're they're making him earn his win.
1: Oh yeah, he's not he's not fighting just random people. He fought at least two veterans that we know of, yeah. and. Was it Max Baylock last time? Mm-hmm. Who is I believe the son of the guy we won the Ringer from, or something to that effect. Maybe I'm not I sure if everyone knows that. But, uh, well, the, they had the same names, same last name. Yeah, that's I'm 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 only guessing.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, like so, I mean, like even with SCW, you know, we're still learning about that. Oh yeah, you know I mean, and that's the important. I mean, and that's the only downfall when it comes to indie wrestling because it's not like WWE where you could look at archived stuff. You know, it's like, I mean, eventually you can find the stuff, but what helps out a lot is when you can talk to the bookers and the presidents and the owners and stuff to kind of get a feel of what's going on. But with this, at least, I mean, we're able to we're able to know what's going on from you know day one of when we started. Right. So um. But, yeah, I mean, like, we we saw Xavier in the school. We saw what he's able, you know, to do and capable of. And I think SCW knows that, too. And that's probably why he's constantly facing these veterans and, you know, not being put up against somebody like.
1: He's got to get the the learning down. He's got to. And who, you know, I'm pretty sure it's probably easier to learn from a loss than it is to learn from a win. Yeah.
0: One thing I think that would help him is if he could find a veteran on the roster to work with.
1: Kind of like a guide or a...
0: Yeah. You know, like maybe you could know, hook up with... Um, hmm. I don't know who you put him with to kind of learn the ropes.
1: I would say the way how he is in the ring, the closest probably guy you'd want to mentor would probably be Lamar Titan, the got a war.
0: Lamar would be good. Lamar, I think Lamar would be good. I think Bane X would be good. Um, I wouldn't put him with Elite Pain. I wouldn't put him anywhere near Family Asylum. Definitely
1: not Bulletproof. But I well, think you he, may not have to worry about Bulletproof. We'll get we'll get further along <laughs> in that later.
0: I think Lamar would be a
1: good one. I would feel like Elite Pain would be a good team to teach somebody.
0: No, not not the Prophet.
1: Not the Prophet. Not the
0: Prophet. Again, you're, again, you're looking at you're looking at fan favorite and the Prophet against you know. Couple, couple arrogant hotheads heads
1: like uh, the Elite Pain. I'm, I'm a fan favorite of the Elite Pain. I love Elite
0: Pain. Not everyone does, but I do.
1: Let's say I don't love Elite Pain. but well, Steve was there at the show last night. How's Steve doing? Yeah, he, he seemed to be doing well. His kids were in the little uh, Halloween costume contest. Hashtag Fuck Steve. I haven't heard from Steve in a while. I, you know, maybe maybe he's busy nowadays. Maybe maybe accepted the feat. Maybe he did accept the Tapped him out. That's right. So we come to an interview where Marche Rocket comes out, starts com- commenting on the upcoming match he had that night, facing the Irish Car Bomb. I believe it was Chris Mulligan. That was something Mulligan.
0: Hmm.
1: And then you know, as he's trashing Car Bomb, Car Bomb comes out. Car bomb comes out. They start going back and forth. I'm sorry. Ian Danger came out, and then they he starts tra- trashing Car Bomb. Car Bomb comes out. All of a sudden, Gino. Remember Gino? Apparently, he's got some kind of power now in the organization.
0: You know, I remember. Um, I remember watching President Keat's uh, Facebook live video. Uh, I think it was like a week ago. It might have been last week or earlier uh, this week, where. um... Because of the situation with Bulletproof and everything, he's actually taken himself out of uh, the show. He wasn't actually at the last show either. So I don't know if you know about this, but he wasn't at last month's show. He actually put Gino in charge of that one as well because he's having a conflict of uh, interest with um, Bulletproof.
1: Ever makes sense?
0: Yeah. So I, I thought that was kind of weird. I mean, like, not so much that he took himself out, but the fact that he put Gino in charge. Because I don't know if Gino knows how to, like, you know, run his own life. The dude's kind of fucking weird, man.
1: He's just eccentric. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I I get it. But. Well, Gino came out, made this a three-way battle with Rocket versus Danger versus Mulligan. More to come on that later, obviously. And then that was over, and then we had the next match, which was, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, Sombra Delgato versus Chris Classic, The Heart of Wrestling. Yeah, that's that's special notes because I took pictures.
0: I'm trying to remember because I know Gato is cat, but I can't remember what Sombra is.
1: Well, he came out, he crawled out of the entrance... And popped up, had this little thing, these little things on his mask, like little hairs. I don't, I think we've seen him before. I just don't remember if we have.
0: Well, I'll have to look at the pictures and everything he took that uh, we'll have yeah, uh, It uh, might
1: not be that great, but.
0: We'll have him post up on Instagram, anyways. And maybe, I mean, it sounds familiar. Uh, Chris Classic, we've seen.
1: And I um, mean, Chris Classic was just, uh, blew, blew me away. All over the place. Classic pulled off with the win. This match was all over. I mean, the ring, outside the ring. It, it just seemed like a high-flying night last night. Okay. A lot of over-the-top action, a lot of off-the-top turnbuckles. Um, man, it was just a hard-hitting night. I, I was so excited to be there. It had been a while since I've been at an SCW show. So that brings us to the six-man tag team match where Bulletproof Industry takes on Lamar Titan. Check this out. Doug Keast and Chris Miller. Oh, so Keese was there. Keese was there. And let me, you know what? I I had a chance to talk to Keese after the match. And, you know, it had been his first wrestling match maybe in a long time, but this man was very fluid in the ring, very technical. I don't think Bulletproof knew what they were getting themselves into, but this match right here had major implications where if Bulletproof wins, they get control of SCW. However, if they lost, they're out of SCW. So you had Lamar, Titan, Duck, Keith, and Miller, which which makes a very different odd team, if you ask me. Yeah, Miller, Miller is obviously the brawler.
0: Yeah, I I don't think I've seen Miller fight since the first SCW show that we went to when he had that. Uh, What's that called? A street fight with uh, Andy Black? Yeah, yeah. I think that was the last time I saw him. I think if he if he fought any other time with SEW, it was during those uh, shows we weren't able to make. Right. But yeah, I mean, it's definitely weird. Now the Doug Keys, did he happen to wrestle in his jeans and boots? Because that's the only thing I ever see him in.
1: No, he actually had uh, t shirt and MMA shorts. I guess you call them. Oh, he went all out. Yeah, I mean, no, no boots, straight feet. I mean, he was. It was so fluid and ringed, like he had been in there for years. I was impressed by him. I'm sure he even shocked himself at moments. He just pulled off some things I, I didn't think a president of a company could do. Yeah, You know what I mean? Uh, Lamar Titan, uh, as always, is very impressive. Um, however, Bulletproof, uh, yeah, they lost. That's the end of Bulletproof Industries. Or as I like to call them, butthole industries. But it, too bad. So sad. They dragged. They legitly security grabbed them, dragged them, and threw them out the front door of the second place church in Moni. Good. It was. It was awesome.
0: Good. Now you happen to mention um, Andy Black wasn't there.
1: Yeah, I did. Andy Black wasn't there.
0: You probably knew. You probably. You I probably mean, knew the inevitable.
1: Hey, you know what happens when you get Instagram balls? That's true. Or the Instaballs.
0: Yep, yep. You he talked really tough.
1: Uh, I can't online. wait to see you. Can't wait to see you. I'm gonna be there. Yep. Wasn't there. His loss. Absolutely.
0: Well, I'm. I'm I mean, I'm glad Bulletproof is gone. Um, kind of just bugged the hell out of me.
1: You know, I. You know, it. It was interesting. You know, Bulletproof was definitely somebody you wanted to watch, and it was interested to hear what he was going to say next. But he's kind of a dick. Mm-hmm. So, and we we happen to have a pretty good relationship with Keist. I'll, I'll, do we still call him President Keist? Oh, yeah, I do. All right, we'll still call him President.
0: Go on Prez. Go Prez. Prez Keats. Prez, Prez, Prez Keats. Keats.
1: Prez Keats. Now, I'm, the next match is for the Tag Team Championship, which we got to see the inaugural Tag Team Championship champions win their championship and have not lost it since. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that'd be elite pain. And the, a modified rulers of wrestling, or row is what they were calling each other. Um, R-Star was the manager. Usually, you know, it's R-Star and the other guy, I don't remember the other guy's name, but they had a friend that replaced him. And,
0: yeah, I believe R-Star had uh,
1: an injury. Yeah, he had an injury, and probably even more so now, because he did He did get pushed into a metal steel post. So, will he be in the ring anytime soon? I hope so. Um, The guest DJ from X Country was there. I don't remember his name. I think it's something Bama. Uh, I guess him and Elite Pain have been going back and forth. Well, he screws up their names, I'm sure, on purpose trying to be funny. And then Bobby Blues, when he gets announced, comes out, he stops the whole thing, and then he announces Elite Pain the way they should be.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Elite Pain comes out, and at first, uh, Ro was just hammering away, but Elite Pain being the tag team champions they are, came back and just destroyed Rulers of Wrestling, took out R-Star on the outside. Um, You know as well as I do how hard-hitting Elite Pain is. And with the finish, boom, one, two, three, it was over. Elite Pain is still tag team champions. Yeah,
0: and what's awesome is, I mean, like, they they retained those titles in the same uh, venue that they won those titles. Right. So, I mean, that's, that's got to be pretty cool for them. So, the DJ was the uh, guest, uh, guest announcer for the match and everything. What, what did, how did he pronounce it?
1: Well, he called Bobby Blues Bobby Blows. And as. A Pani instead of elite pain, and he called him hugger hugger pain. And I forget how he screwed up Marco's name, and then he did it again after the match. And elite pain just pretty much beat his ass right in the middle of the ring. Yep. You know, yeah, <laughs> those are those aren't accident <laughs> yeah. pronunciations. No no, 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 no. You can't pretty much compare. Hunter Payne to Bailey. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Bailey. Pretty, if, if, if Hunter is hugging you, he's probably trying to pop your head off. Bear hugs. Bear hugs. Bear hugs. I'm, I don't know who's going to beat him. I, I do not know who can beat Elite Payne because nobody's been able to do so yet.
0: What about, um, I mean, you've seen him more than I, but uh, what about the plague? Think the play could take on Lee Payne?
1: The the play from what I've seen so far is pretty impressive. I think it'd be awfully close, mm-hmm. but you know, a big fan of Lee Payne.
0: Huh. Well, we can talk more about the play uh, in the next match here.
1: So oh, this yeah. one, this
0: one guy kind of interests me a lot.
1: Well, this started off as supposed to be a three way tag team battle.
0: Oh, that's what it was. Interesting to me. Oh, so, so it didn't happen.
1: No. So what, what happened was is the family Mad Dog Ivan Man you know Mad Dog Ivan Manson and the face Jake Andrews, obviously with Charlie Junior, okay, they were gonna fight the Asylum Loon the Lunatic and Bron Lumberjack.
0: See, I was gonna see, I was wondering how that was gonna turn out,
1: and versus the Plague. Well, the Plague came out. They introduced them. They introduced their third member believe it was Ace Bradley or something like that. Scary-looking dudes. Even though one guy is really big, then there's a medium guy, then there's probably their, like, cruiserweight guy. All pretty scary-looking. Even the little guy. Little guy, don't take that in offense. Uh, well, even the Lever- leprechaun
0: uh, from the leprechaun movies were terrifying, and he was probably, like, three feet tall.
1: You know who wasn't terrifying? Oh, Chucky. Never, never was afraid of them. What about uh things? Critters, movie the critters. Those things were terrifying. Those things were terrifying. Anyways, it's Anyway, good. anyways. So the, you know, Gino gets out again, and the plague figures that the you know the the family asylum there this is a whole uh, faction together just split. So the play was like, you know, you guys are just going to cheat. We're going to have three members. So Gino comes out, he's like, well, if you're willing to do a four-on-three, we'll do a four-on-three match. So this I fine. So almost like, uh, what, the, the shield. where They take the three-on-four, three-on-five guys. Three-on-five, yeah, okay. So I'm pretty much, to me, the stack, the, the cards are stacked against the plague.
0: Any, any team that has Ivan on it... Uh, it's pretty it's pretty much one that you would think would be a sure win
1: except against Lee Bain, because he didn't I even look small to the guy that was on the plate and okay. I, I wish I knew what their names were besides ace and one of them was Chris Saint Michael and I do not remember who the other guy was couldn't catch it I was probably in line trying to buy a mountain dew or something yeah nachos oh they had nachos nachos um both teams had a great showing the play ended up with the win really
0: yeah they took the victory over the four guys
1: they took the victory um actually in I got got to speak momentarily to Lunatic afterwards and what I can make out um he actually had an injury in the show his one of his shoulders the bone was popping up he took a big hit and I mean, it was, whatever the move was called, it, it would have it knocked out a damn elephant, you know? But the play continues to be impressive, and I, I can see them facing elite pain here in the future, if not sooner.
0: <sighs> oh, not easy. Of, not maybe easy. No, not at all. off, a lot of talking. Been
1: a little parched and shit. <laughs> so that brings us to the heavyweight bottle, the triple threat match.
0: The heavyweight bottle?
1: Bottle. Uh, I might be thinking about the beer I'm going to drink tonight. <laughs> and that was the Irish Car Bomb versus Ian Danger versus Marche Rocket, who is, is was the current champion, I guess you can say. Okay. This match was definitely match of the night. These three gentlemen were just leaving it all out there. All over the place. Big hits. Big. Car Bomb. Takes his shillelagh and just whoops the shit out of Danger. Danger gets escorted to the back. So it's just Car Bomb and Marche Rocket. And these two guys are going. We've seen them go at it before. So these guys are very familiar with each other. Going back and forth, back and forth. And finally Car Bomb gets the upper hand on Rocket. And Ian Danger comes out of nowhere back into the ring, and just snatches the victory away from Carbomb, making Ian Danger the new SCW Heavyweight Champion. Who's also from Green Bay. He let us know that several times. Ian Danger. But after the match, uh, Rocket and Mulligan did team up, took out Ian Danger through him out of the ring, and then a show of side respect shook hands in the middle of the ring. This this was an amazing card and an amazing show and I cannot wait to go back. Just like always. That's all I got. Good job, man. That's That's
0: good. It sounded like an amazing show. I it sucks that I have missed it. But I mean, I mean luckily, I mean you're able to explain what went on and we do got the pictures that you took uh, that we're going to post on Instagram. So absolutely amazing. It
1: was fun. This is the time to ring the bell on this episode.
0: Oh, not yet. Man.
1: No? Well. Oh, I don't know. I, I mean, it's, it's you, you, you paused it? there. You gave that pause. You gave that, like... Well, normally... you gave me that side
0: Normally, look. I asked if we have anything else. Oh. Because, you know, I still normally do plug, you know, the shows and the social media. Right.
1: We can edit it. And
0: everything like but that. But you, yeah, you don't
1: edit my fuck-ups anymore, do you? Like, no. Nah. You, you gotta own this shit now. Nah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but... No, Powerhouse Wrestling put on a great show. SCW, uh show sounded amazing as well. Um, I can't wait till November to find out, you know, where these shows are going to be at next. And I'm, I'm excited to hopefully, you know, get some um, responses back from other companies who want us to come out to their shows.
1: I mean, it's, it's not even necessarily that we want to do the commentary. We just want to come out to the show and yeah. maybe interview yeah. some yeah. guys. Yeah, oh yeah.
0: That's the thing, like, you know, because I... As much as I love doing commenting, like I don't want to, I don't want to commentate every single week for four or five different shows, you right? Know? Like, you know, like I do it once in a great while. You know, we'll go out there and do this and do that. You know, with the shows, you know, get involved with them as you know, as well as having them get involved with us. But I mean, like, we just want, we just want to be a fan sitting in the audience watching the show. You know, we don't ask for free tickets. We don't ask for you know anything. Just say hey, you know, we just want to know where your show is, so we just come out and watch it. Right? Maybe give us some time to talk to you afterwards. But that's about it. So, if, I mean, if you guys are out there listening, you know of a show in the area, probably within, like, let's say, an hour's drive of um, Kanky, Chicago, somewhere around there, in between there. I don't I don't know I do if I'm going to do an hour north of Chicago. Well, I can do an hour north of Chicago.
1: Yeah. I mean, the, about two hours away from Kanky. Is that... Because you yeah. you're going to be working until 3.30 at some point, so...
0: Yeah, so if you uh, if you know of a wrestling uh, show that's happening within a three hour dis or two and a half hour distance of Kankei, uh, let us know. Hit us up on Facebook. Send us an email to jfwpodcast at yahoo.com.
3: yahoo
0: Yahoo. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook just by searching jfw podcast. Uh, make sure you check out our website and everything. Which the link to our website is on our Facebook. Um, it's also linked from my other podcast's website, thisfreakingshow.com. dot um, Looks like the next SCW show is on uh, November seventeenth.
1: Yep. Uh, is that one going to be in Shibans? I believe this one is going to be at the Sh- Civic Center.
0: Okay, so uh, November seventeenth, uh, Shibans. So, looks like uh, SCW's Friday powerhouse would be uh, Saturday. Saturday. So that'll be a tremendous weekend of uh, wrestling, fun filled wrestling. So make sure you check uh, those shows out. Make sure you follow those shows on Facebook and everything to keep updated on all their events and everything. Um, quick small little plug uh, from my other podcast before we uh, say our goodbyes is my other podcast this freaking show. We hit our uh, 100th episode uh, this Congratulations. week.
1: Congratulations.
0: Thank you. Uh, we just released that show today as well. So if you, uh, you are a fan of Travis D and you want to hear non-wrestling related shit, which if you listen to a wrestling podcast, you probably don't. But, uh, Check out uh, this freaking show and check out a 100th episode. And if you like it, there's 99 other episodes like it.
1: You got anything else? Nothing else for me. Time to ring the bell on this episode.
0: <laughs> Perfect. As always, I am Travesty. I'm Dizzle J. J. Thank you for listening to another episode of Just Freakin' Wrestling, the JFW Podcast.
1: Peace.